Welcome to the Christian Writers Workshop, the podcast that gives you the tools you need to turn your writing and publishing dreams into reality. Here is your host, award-winning author and speaker, Michelle Lazurek. Welcome to episode three of the Christian Writers Workshop. Today we're going to talk about what is your one thing. Now, your one thing might be different for everyone, but the one thing that God is calling you to write about is something that needs to be established right in the beginning as a writer. Times are constantly changing. As theologies and religious movements come and go, one thing remains, the unchanging nature of God. God always knows what he's about. His word always stays constant. And it stays unchanging even in a world and times when things are constantly changing and things are unstable. Jesus understood the time of his ministry, what he was there for, what his purpose was, and what God, his father, had sent him to do. And that's what I want to encourage you to do. As a writer, you need to know what your one thing is that you want to be known for. What's the one thing that you want to write about? What's that one thing that you want to be established for as an expert. Matthew nine thirteen to 19 says, But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Jesus knew how to treat the righteous and the unrighteous. He knew what the word said. He had it hidden in his heart. He knew his father. His father knew him, and he knew exactly what to do and when to do it. But often for us as writers, we go based on what our interests are, and our interests can be many things. We may have an interest to write to moms, but we also may have an interest to write to uh, the single women in our church. If you write for both of those audiences, that it's good in one way, but in another way, it won't help establish you as an expert in the field. When publishers get together and they want to know more about you, they want to look at your website. When they look at your website, they want to know exactly who you are and why you are an expert in the field of the book in which you want to present to them. So for example, if you want to write a book on being a single mom, and they go on your website and all you've written to are widows or all you've written to are ministry leaders, for example, it's going to be difficult for them to understand why they should promote you and why they should allow you to be published with their company. In Matthew chapter 9, we also hear about the wine and the wineskins. And I want to read this passage. Then John's disciples came and asked him, How is it that we and the Pharisees fast often, but your disciples do not fast? Jesus answered, How can the guests of the bridegroom mourn while he is with them? The time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them. Then they will fast. No one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, for the patch will pull away from the garment, making the tear worse. Neither do people pour new wine into old wineskins. If they do, the skins will burst. The wine will run out, and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins, 
and both are preserved. Writers, a new day has dawned. It's no better time than ever to be a writer and an author. But as the prevalence of church and religion continues to disappear, we have an ever more important job to do. We are presented with a unique opportunity to present the unchanging gospel in new and relevant ways, one that speaks to an increasingly unbelieving generation. So we're called to pour new wine into new wineskins so that the gospel can be spread throughout the world. But how can we do that if we're constantly doing the same thing over and over again? We constantly have to be finding new ways to present ourselves in a relevant way to our audience. If you find that the one thing that you want to write about, there aren't a lot of websites or places in which you can submit your work, you may want to think about doing something else. So how do you find your one thing? Ask yourself the following questions. The first is, who is your audience? And you want to narrow that down as much as you possibly can. Is your audience children? If it's children, what ages? For picture books, for example, if you want to write a picture book, the age in which you'll present it to are ages four to eight. And that's a huge span of age. A four-year-old can't understand in the same way that an eight-year-old can. In fact, you may have some eight-year-olds that are already starting on chapter books and are already starting to understand and be able to read and comprehend longer books. So how will you be able to present your message in a 32-page simple reading level in which both a four-year-old that's not even in school yet and an eight-year-old that may be approaching second and third grade, how will you present that message to them in a way that both audiences can understand? Is your audience young adults? Is it males? Is it females? Is it both males and females? If so, how will you change your tone to relate to both? For example, as a pastor's wife, my issues and problems are not quite the same as my husband's problems and issues. So it, even though that we minister in the same way together each week on a Sunday morning, our problems and issues are different. So how could I... If I wanted to write to both ministry leaders, male and female, how would I change my tone? How would I approach the different issues and demonstrate that I can understand that both male and female issues differ? So once I found out what my audience is, and I have a specific age range, I have a specific demographic, Christian or non-Christian, now we're going to go on to what is your genre? What do you primarily like to write? Do you like to write nonfiction or fiction? Do you want to write a devotional? Do you want to write a screenplay? Or do you merely want to write short stories or articles? Sometimes we get ideas of things we want to write about, but they're not long enough for books. Sometimes it might be just be an article we want to write about or a short story where we can maybe fictionalize an issue that we want to address. These are all things that need to be defined well before you ever start putting pen to paper or putting your fingers to the keyboard. It's okay to just start writing articles on your topic. There's nothing wrong with that. In a previous episode, we talked about how the, the blog is the sprint and the book is the marathon. The book is the end result of all that you've done on your blog. 
So if you're starting and running slowly by writing articles and blog posts and guest posts, and then you work up to writing that book, well, then you've trained effectively. So the book part of it doesn't seem so daunting. So maybe your ideas can't be fleshed out in a full book. Maybe there's just not enough topic to discuss, or maybe there's just not enough there, material there to, to change into a book. That's okay. Start by writing an article. An article can be just as powerful an influence as a book can. When the movie Fifty Shades of Grey came out, um, I, along with many Christians, were very disturbed by its content, uh, what we thought it might do for our culture. And I knew that it was a difficult topic. Um, I knew I definitely didn't want to read the book. But I was approached by a website that I had been writing for for quite some time to see if I would write an article on it. And they cautioned me, you know, not to read the whole book, and uh, but to maybe give enough insight to be able to help people understand the basic story. So I had to do some research. So I did enough to know about the basic plot. I knew about some of the basic issues and things that they talk about in the movie. And it was exactly as I thought. It was just as disturbing and um, as difficult a topic as I thought it would be. But I still wanted to write the article anyway. So I prayed and just asked God, I said, what can I do in a way that's not going to be too preachy? Because people who are on the fence about this movie don't want to be preached at. They already know whether it's it's right or wrong in their eyes. So they're going to go see it anyway. And they don't want to be preached, preached at or else they may just turn and rebelliously watch the film. So I thought, how can I do that? And so I, I thought about my own daughter. And I thought about, she was about nine at the time. And I thought, what would I want to say to her? if she came to me and asked me about the film. So I wrote the article as a letter to her, an open letter to her about what it means to be a woman, what it means to have your right to say no in a situation, what it means to value yourself enough not to want to engage in, in immoral behavior with someone simply because they look attractive. So we dealt with all that. And I wrote it in an article and I, I submitted it to the website. And I could hardly believe it. It it went it pretty much went viral. And I was just in shock. I couldn't believe it. There were emails that just came in to me thanking me for writing it and thanking me for my boldness. And I just was so in awe of what God was doing in just 500 700 words in an article. Now it didn't take me more than an hour to write it, but it had so much positive influence and to me that's probably one of the one of the most special moments for me in my writing career was hearing from people saying, you know what, I didn't know anything about the film and I read your article and I looked more into it and I realized it's not a film for me and I encouraged my daughter not to go see it. And uh, there were a few people who were asking me about this movie because of what you wrote. And I would like to think that maybe there were a few people who didn't go because of what I wrote. That's the, that's the win for me. Writing certainly doesn't make me a lot of money, but the, intern, the eternal impact it's going to have on this world is something I'll probably will never know fully in this life. But I would like to think that when I see my Savior face to face, that there were people who read my article and were impacted and changed because of what I wrote and that that impacted their eternal destiny. That for me is so amazing. And that's why I do what I do. And that's why I'm talking to you today, because I want you to have that same eternal impact on the people that you're writing to. But you have to know who you are, and you have to know what you're writing first. The next thing is, when should I set a deadline? Is this a project that's going to take years? 
Or perhaps is it a short article that you could complete in a couple of weeks? Start to begin to uh, set imaginary deadlines for yourself. Say, I'm going to write this article by the end of the month. And make sure you you do everything you possibly can to meet that goal. Because if you want to write a book and you're traditionally published, a publisher is going to have deadlines for you and you have to meet them. And that, if you can meet them, will bode very well for you in the writing world because publishers talk. And if they find you're someone who's difficult to work with, who can't meet a deadline, who's constantly asking for different changes or asking for extended deadlines, they're not going to want to work with you in the future. So you have to make it a priority. Setting those imaginary deadlines for yourself is going to be key in making sure that you're someone who has a good reputation in the writing world. Next question is, where should I write? Do you have a designated spot? Maybe in your home, maybe there's a local Starbucks you'd like to go to. Are you someone who likes to work in complete quiet? Are you someone who can work in an an office or maybe a noisy cafe? Pick your spot and be consistent in making sure you're there every week or every day writing. Next question, how should I write? Your style is your style and it's going to work itself out as the years go on but you'll never figure it out if you're not writing. As you practice and hone your craft, your voice is going to poke through and you're going to figure that out. And your style is going to be unique to you. But remember what I we talked about in a previous episode. We talked about the importance of still following those basic mechanics and rules of writing too. To say that you're breaking a rule based on your style is not going to it's not going to work. You have to follow the basic rules of grammar, basic rules of English. Otherwise, an editor is just going to mark it up and they're going to want to make sure that you change that. Last question is, why should I write? Again, what is that passion? What's that thing that's burning inside of you that you want to say? What subjects, interests, or hobbies are you most interested in? You have to figure that out. And when you can, your passion is going to naturally emerge. When you're writing, you're typing away and your words are flowing and you're talking about you're writing about a subject that's really important to you your heart's going to be beating faster you're going to get so excited you're going to feel that emotional connection to what you're writing if you're just writing just to get a paycheck or you're writing just to get your name out there it's not going to it's not going to fly people are going to know that and your inauthenticity is going to brand you as someone who they don't want to read again but if you're someone with passion it's going to shine through it won't you won't be able to help it So that's what you need to figure out. You need to ask yourself, who's your audience? What is your genre? When should you set a deadline? Where should you write? How should you write? And why should you write? You have been called to be a writer. How will you share your gift to present the gospel in a new and exciting way? So that brings me to your action step. What is your one thing? Can you succinctly write that out? What is your mission statement, your vision for your writing? Can you write that in a sentence? Once you can write that in a sentence, every article, every chapter of a book, every book that you want to write needs to follow with that vision. So now that you've figured out your one thing, what are you going to do about it? That's it for today's episode. Happy writing. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Christian Writers Workshop. 
Don't forget to connect with Michelle online at www.michellezurich.com. Join us again next week and find out how to turn your writing and publishing dreams into reality.